Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Sam. How are you today? I am very good. I'm in a different room to normal. So um, I'm kind of, yeah, (laughs) balancing stuff and moving it around to get an optimal position. But I think I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, you're just ringing the changes, are you? You I am. I am. My normal table downstairs has been taken over by my partner's painting stuff. And I don't dare move it. So (laughs) so I have moved instead. (laughs) You've been relegated. So what have you gone upstairs? I have gone upstairs, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's see if it works for you. Mm. How are you? (laughs) I'm good, thank you. Yes, on this lovely rainy morning. It's a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Was a bit grim going out for the dog walk this morning. Oh, I bet. Mud, mud everywhere. It was a bit muddy. It was a bit muddy. <laughs> and I was a bit soggy when I got back. <laughs> so what else have you been up to this month? Oh, God. Do you know what? This is the first month I feel like I could actually, you, you'll be editing forever. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need like an abridged version? <laughs> I have done so much this month. Who'd have thought that you could be so busy in January? Oh, well. Are you ready it's for this? It's happening. Uh, I know oh, it is. And it's going to be a long list. <laughs> it's got, it is. There's a long list. So okay. I went um, on the 23rd of January, a specific date. But okay. I think this is on for a certain period of time. Um, I went up to Canary Wharf to the Light Festival. Oh, I've done that before. It's mine. nice, isn't it? It's really nice. Yes. Yeah, first time I've ever done it. Yeah. Um, and it was lovely. Spent a whole evening up at Canary Wolf just wandering around looking at the lights. Yeah. It was it's beautiful. It's really lovely to wander around up there, isn't it? There's lots it of is. little bits and lots of places to sit and lots of places to eat. And Do you know what? I've not pretty. been there for years. Not been it's there for really years. Nice. didn't realise how much of a change mm. it is. It's actually really nice. How lost did you get? Um, we weren't too bad. Okay. Like, Canary uh, Wolf is the one place where you can get endlessly lost because it bears no resemblance to any maps anywhere. No, well, they did provide uh, maps for the lighting okay. of where to go, but yeah. our biggest problem is actually coming out of the st- coming out of the station and finding where we should go. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of like stood there and went, "Okay, there was nothing obvious to say." Yeah, Light festival this way, or yeah. you know, which but you way just do we need go? To start walking. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, if you I used start to... walking, you'll come across it anyway. I think so, as long as you stay outside. Yeah. Um, I used to work, have to like travel through, change at Canary Wolf on the way home from work. And every time oh, they had okay. the light festival, I used to go and take a little one around and do a little bit every few days. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, it's really good. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I was well impressed with it. Yeah, um, and it's free, isn't it? It's on for like a month and it's the Winter around. Lights Festival. Yes, yeah, I think we went quite near the end, actually. Um, yeah. And it was just after, we went a few days after, we had all those really high winds. Oh, so, yeah. sadly, one of their um, lights had kind of gone over in the wind. Oh, but, that's a shame. Yeah, it was a shame. But yeah. other than that, um, it was it was really, really lovely. 
Oh, they do lots um, of really good festivals in Canary Wharf. So they have that. They have a summer one, which they oh, have stuff they? like really decent free concerts and like theatre staff and performances. Oh. And there's a lot that goes on there. Oh, that's interesting because, I mean, it was mm. just so easy to get to as well. So It is. And it's I'm not central London, so it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, what was what your favourite light? Oh, what was my favourite light? Oh, there was a few. There was a fire one. Hang on a minute. Let me find photos. I'll send them over to you because they're they're gorgeous. Um, There was a fire one and there was one that you walked through. They did have names on them. And, you know, uh, let me me find them because... So the one you walked through, was it um, like chains of light bulbs hanging that changed colour? I've yeah, I've been after. through that one before. I loved that. That was one of my favourites. That was that was incredible. Yeah, it was so um, atmospheric. Once you were inside it, isn't it? It's like it just kind of goes on forever. It's weird because you don't yeah. think from the outside it just looks a load of lights hanging, but as soon as you go yeah. in there, it's very very strange. It's quite magical, and yeah. also apparently the colours, something like the colours, the way the colours change was meant to be something like a flock of starlings and how they fly, and that's how the pattern changes. Oh, was that what it was supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, I think so. Um, no, I think, uh, right, I'm just sending you a load, but okay. the end one with the fire. Okay. Do they change it every year then, or is it the same? Uh, there are new things every year, but there are a few that seem to be the same. So for a few years, they've had the the water droplets under the bridge that have the words in them. Oh, okay. That wasn't there. I don't know if you... No. Didn't see that. So it's like... Imagine a bit like a garden sprinkler, but the other way up, so the water drops fall. And yeah. as they fall, there's words in the raindrops. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. We had... Um... Hang on a minute, I'll send you a few. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some of it's inside. Yes. We yeah, went up... Um, there's a... Like a winter... Like a um, a garden. Yeah, above the crossrail. Yes. Place next to Big Easy. Uh, I recognise it. Ooh, the fire looks cool. It does look really cool. And do you know Ooh. what? The um, psychologically, you actually stand in there feeling, feeling warm. It's just, oh really? Yeah. Even though you know <laughs> it is not, yeah, warm at all. But you're yeah. just standing there going, it's just the bizarre. Oh. Um, but it was yeah, it was gorgeous, and I would definitely consider going again next year. Yeah. Did you do anything else when you were down there? Did you grab any food or did you just sort of have a wander and head back? Um, we had crepes. There was a stall there. Oh. So we had some very nice crepes. Oh, gosh, it was um, it was very posh crepe. It was um, yeah. uh, sun-dried tomato, mozzarella and pesto. Oh, lovely. I know, darling. Wasn't yeah. it? Was very nice. Very nice. I've just remembered one year I went, and I don't think they've done this for a long time. This was pre-lockdown. Yeah. As part of the Winter Lights Festival, I think they made it like winter something else on one day. And they had ice carving there. So like our sculpture competition. Oh, wow. So they had like professionals and their ice sculptures. And then you could have a go. So I had to go ice carving. Really? One year, yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Not with the chainsaws. They gave you like a chisel. (laughs) Health and safety wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, that was really cool. Um, And then, well, I had a small um, birthday. Uh, last oh. month so thank you month. thanks <laughs> so <laughs> which necessitated obviously I ended up doing um two panic rooms 
that was okay. not planned. One was a surprise present, <laughs> and one was just me insisting on going out the day before my birthday um, okay. to go and do um, a panic room. So I went out for curry with some friends. Yeah, went into Gravesend um and uh, where near where i live um and <laughs> <laughs> random everyone's gonna look now a map, on, map on the wall yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's grave dead um and did uh marvelous magic school which was oh. a lot of fun and and we got out which was a bonus okay um and then the day after <laughs> day after i went with my husband and my kids to go and do hell house um which is <laughs> first thing on a sunday morning yes let's go and do okay. a horror <laughs> um which funnily enough my husband thought that we hadn't done before but we had uh but we, oh, didn't, no. but we didn't get we didn't get out of it so oh unfortunately how much help to have done it before no it wasn't no no and and they change bits on a regular basis so if you go back and do it again it won't be the same quite the same Oh, okay. So we, yeah, there was quite a few things that had changed from when we last did it, which I think was probably about right. a year ago. Um, yeah. And then uh, I went to uh, see The Serial Killer Next Door. Okay. It was on at the, well, it would have been, so it shouldn't have gone in January. We should have gone back in September last year. Um, and I was going to go with my daughter because she's doing forensics at university. Yeah. And that was the whole plan um, at the Orchard Theatre. But then do you remember that um, that rack concrete that kept crumbling yes. became a thing? Yeah. Well, the yeah. Orchard Theatre um, has rack. So yeah. everything was cancelled, but they've yeah. created like a giant pop-up theatre just literally just around the corner. Yes, the like, a, like a big... It, it, it is. <laughs> it is. So um, that's and it was rescheduled for then. So, uh, but unfortunately, because my daughter was then uh, back at uni, and it's yeah. midweek, so she couldn't go. So <laughs> I took my youngest instead. Which okay. <laughs> good job she don't have nightmares because there was quite <laughs> some graphic, um, some graphic details. Yeah. Well, so this is a lady called Emma um, Emma Kenny. Yeah. She's a psychologist. And I believe she does a lot of like TV stuff as well. Apparently she's on this morning, does things oh, on there. And okay. yeah, okay. but she does uh, true crime programs and stuff. And she's got a YouTube channel and she's got uh, a podcast, um, mm. which is called Bang to Rights. Um, and she's, so she's really interested to listen to. It's a bit, it was a bit like a, um, a lecture almost oh okay um so and not it, a play more of a like a no no, no it was just her yeah. on stage talking about what makes up a serial killer you know oh. what um what what kind of influences them what were they like as a child you know okay. was there things in their background was there things as a child that affected them as they got older yeah. you know were they yeah. actually victims themselves at one point yeah. But then turn it was really interesting. Um yeah, and there was a lot of uh, interviews and stuff um that had been pre recorded with serial killers that had not been released and stuff that you mm. got to see how they spoke about well, you know, whether they had any empathy or not, as okay. the case mainly is. Um yeah. yeah, so that was really, really good. 
um, in a weird kind mm. of way. Um, yeah. We had interesting. A, it was uh, a guild meeting where we did um, we did brush embroidery, hands on brush embroidery session. Okay. That was quite fun. Um, and surprisingly, you never think you're going to learn something new, but but we did. Well, I, did. <laughs> I certainly did anyway. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, All the times you've done brush embroidery as well. Yeah. 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 Because I use it every day. <laughs> no, but you've done it Different... before, is what I mean. I it's have. not new to you. No, it's not new to me, but some of the techniques. Um, so, Karen from the Fruitcake Factory, who's one of our members, yeah. she's a royal icing expert and she she thinks very business-like and how to do stuff yeah. and if she can find a quicker way of doing stuff then she will and hmm. oh, i just found it fascinating um oh i went to the cinema you, oh sorry yeah so go what on. did you learn that was new then um so instead of piping different colors so if you wanted a different color um uh, like uh, say you wanted a flower that was mm. a different color instead of coloring your icing up yeah so she would pipe it all in white she'd pipe she'd she'd do her bits in white and then she'd have color mixed up yeah so she would then put a brush into the color and brush embroidery oh. the color down oh. and then you can adjust the depths of color yeah that's go over yeah yeah and you've only got to have white icing then. Yeah. Yeah. What genius. Um, yeah. And it, and I think it actually makes it look quite nice as well. Mm. Um, yeah. I went to the cinema. What did you see? Um, now you're going to love this one. This is my mate who messages me going, fancy going to see a chick flick. We never see chick flicks. We always see, <laughs> we always see horrors. So she yeah. found this one called Baghead. <laughs> the low budget okay <laughs> i mean there was a lot of jump scares in there but it was okay. quite hilarious basically um a creature um lives in the basement of a uh the basement of a pub yeah and the bloke who owns it dies taken over by the daughter who now becomes the owner of this creature um lives in a wall, has a bag over its head. Very unfortunate. And how how the hell this creature didn't well this creature that just looked like a woman really uh with a bag okay. over her head. Um but, <laughs> <laughs> but people came and paid money um to give this creature an item which it then ate bizarrely i mean you know give it right. a better diet and um and it transformed into that dead person for two minutes you could only spend two minutes with it uh, okay yeah, yeah um yeah weird mm. <laughs> yeah uh the same okay. no more really that's, that's, <laughs> that's that. um oh so i've been doing my classes had my duke of edinburgh lad here still oh We're, yeah just about halfway through, I think now. Mm -hmm. um, and mm, do I mention Hever Castle Wedding Fair, which was last weekend? Or do I save that for next month? <laughs> no, you can say it now. <laughs> As it was February. Um, yeah, so uh, last Sunday was Hever Castle's showcase, wedding showcase. 
Um, so that was really nice. It was very nice. Got to speak to speak to lots of people. I think I speak spoke to less people, but more in depth. Okay, this that's time, good. Um, which I think was quite nice actually. So I've yeah. uh, come back and done all my follow ups, and one of them is now booked in, which is nice. Um, Lovely. Uh, but it, it would seem, and this is something else that we can maybe talk about later on another podcast is mm. that 2020 2024 seems to be a reasonably quiet year for weddings i have heard this before actually everyone yeah. was 2025 because it's like a number to remember easier for well <laughs> <laughs> partly that and partly because of the cost of living crisis yeah everyone's saving for another year um yeah. so it's had quite a knock-on effect for everybody really in the industry for this year and for next year because i think it's actually yeah. going to be quite hard for uh couples to get suppliers for next year because mm. i think that people are going to be booked in quite quickly yeah um so i've i've had to open my i wouldn't normally open a diary a year in advance yeah for a wedding cake for next year but i've decided i'm going to um yeah. take bookings for next year because you know it could get to that point where it's just crazy. Mm. Um, so yeah, could be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, oh, and I've been working, uh, playing with Canva as well. Oh, be, no, that could be another, uh, another topic of conversation. I've been, uh, yeah. redesigning a few bits and bobs. Um, nice. the redesigning is going quite well. It's, yeah. uh, it's, <laughs> It's the delivery and printing of it. it doesn't go quite so well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I think I've got something into A5. A5? Yeah. A5, I wanted something A5. Yeah. Um, I don't send it off to print and it comes back A4. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I really oh. thought I had A5. No, I didn't. I had A4. Oh, no. And uh, trial and error, Erica, trial and yeah. error. So I have giant cake menus. <laughs> <laughs> Poster size. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What an idiot. But never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've done. What about you? <laughs> That's quite a lot for you, I think. That is a lot for me. I never do anything, well, do I? You've had a well, clearly not anymore. You've had a busy month. <laughs> I have, I know. It's it's really nice to suddenly have a change and do yeah. something. But it was all it was all in the spate of uh, a few days, it felt like. Apart from the light yeah. festival, everything else, I went out every night of the week from one Friday right the way through to the following Thursday and trying to oh, wow. work in between all of that. Um yeah. and and I was shattered by the end of the week. Aww. I was like, ah. and I got two days and then it was the, the Heaver showcase. I'm like, oh God. I'm just trying to, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to catch <laughs> up. Uh, so I think I finally caught up now. Yeah. Yeah. What Good about stuff. you? What have you been doing? Uh, I did my pottery class. I think I might've said before that I'd bought one on Groupon just after Christmas. Oh yeah. So I did my pottery class. I that was good fun. It was at a place in Deptford called Sanamic. Yeah. And the guy that runs it called Nam. Yeah. Was a contestant on the pottery throwdown. Oh really? The pottery throwdown, yeah. Oh yeah. wow, is that um, what you made? You just sent me I that is what I made. So I made a ramen type bowl 
and the other one is a cup but it hasn't got a handle on it at the point I took the picture because they're going to add the handle for us because it was too soft to add a handle right in the time that we had um so I have paid five pounds to get each of them glazed and we'll be picking them up sometime in the next like month or so once they email and say they're ready to collect oh wow but it was a really a really good deal so I think I paid 23 pound for a two-hour class yeah wow Groupon, which is that's really good. Um, it was a little bring your own bottle one, so you could bring a drink with you if you wanted to, but I didn't really think about that. (laughs) 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 How many people were in the class? Um, I think there were like eight or nine of us, but it can take up to about 15 to 20. I think it was a massive place actually, surprisingly big. Um, I got a photo of some of the studio. So I'll send you a picture of the pottery wheels and one sort of looking the other way into the studio. So there was a lot, a lot of wheels all in a little circle and then down the other end of the room. Yeah. Oh, wow. And there was more sort of, it was bigger sort of more behind me as well. So probably a similar size behind. So that's probably about half of what you can see in the picture. Wow. That's a massive space. Huge. Yeah massive is it cold um, in there a little bit a little bit but they had little space heaters so it wasn't oh, okay. too bad but you could get in your heater and it was fine oh, okay um yeah that was really fun so i am waiting to collect um i i just looked down so i've written down what i've done i've written down you know i was like panic room i know that's sam um I I went to watch a recording of Junior Taskmaster, which was really good. Oh, yeah. So they're doing a juniors version of the Taskmaster program. Yeah. And I, so with one of my friends, we'd got tickets to go and see one of the programs being recorded, but we didn't get in. So then they give you priority tickets for your next booking. So then we got booked onto the semi-final. So we went to go and see the semi-final. Excellent. Yeah, it was really funny. It was with Rose Matafeo and Mike Wozniak as the host. So Rose yeah. is hosting and Mike is the Taskmaster's assistant. They were incredibly funny and incredibly good at, I would say, controlling the children, but also like indulging <laughs> them as well. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I that think the kids good. were like sort of age eight to, in eight to ten-ish. So like primary school age. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah young. yeah and they so they'd already edited they'd already done all the tasks apart yeah. from the last one and that was already edited as a video so what you were watching was basically what you would see as a program so you were watching the kids sitting in their chairs and with the host watching everyone's attempts and then talking about them oh right cool so like what it would look like on the tv program basically and then they did the final task live as well which <laughs> was a bit of a disaster Oh, really? um, yeah they had to unroll like a set of tape yeah and the first was to do it one but i don't think they'd realize a quite how much sellotape was on a roll and b quite how many children <laughs> would just like sellotape themselves into positions they couldn't get out of so... <laughs> i love that <laughs> So uh, that went on for quite some time, and was like, "Yay!" Because <laughs> obviously you had to like sort of cheer them on, and once you've been cheering for like four minutes solidly, it's like this is quite long now. 
But, oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was good. It was fun. Um I think it will be an excellent series and when it comes out I would say watch it. Oh, okay. As good as as funny as the adult one, definitely. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've seen any of the adult ones. Have you not? No. Oh god, it's so good. No. It's so good. Oh right, okay. I might have to um watch that. Is it's it to YouTube? Can I watch it? On, it's it's um... all on YouTube if you want to watch it, if you just Google Taskmaster, but it's also on what channel is it on? Don't know. I don't know. I don't know don't either. Know. Let me have a look. Taskmaster. I'll have to find it. Put it on Channel my four. To watch list. Channel four. Channel four. But it's one, yeah, it's one you can very much dip in and out of. So they will have the same contestants for the whole series. And on the adult one, they have comedians. So they'll have like four or five comedians. Okay. And they're all set. They all set different. They all set a task to do, and it's quite funny to see how they do it. And some of them are individual tasks, some of them are group tasks, um, and then they have like a live task at the end, which they have to do on the stage. And each of them, the very first task is a prize task where they have to bring a prize with a certain theme. Oh wow! Okay. And then the winner wins all the prizes that everyone's bought. And sometimes, sometimes they're really crap things, and sometimes they're really good things, and sometimes they're really outrageous things. You think. I can't believe you're considering giving this away to get a few points. <laughs> <laughs> oh right! Oh, I'll have to. Um, I'll have to have a look then. Yeah, th- but there's ta- if you look on YouTube, there's like little snippets of like individual tasks and stuff that are really funny. If you haven't got time to watch a whole program, okay. okay. And you don't need to have watched one to watch the next one. You can dip in and out of them very easily. So. Oh right, okay. Oh, I'm probably I'm probably have loads of time to watch them in between trying to create my next class. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope so <laughs> yes yes what else you've been up to um i've rejoined the gym so i've been going to the gym yeah because new I was year thing. For the one no i was waiting for the one in sick cup to open do you remember i joined like there's a pure gym meant to be opening a sick cup but right. i joined like over a year ago yeah and it's been opening soon for about 18 months now really um and then it was meant to be opening in January. And then in late December, we got another message saying, sorry, due to unforeseen circumstances, opening has been delayed. Oh, no. So like, what now? And then I had to look on their um, Google reviews page. Yeah. And someone had written on there that what's happened is, so it's what used to be Rose, I think it's what used to be Rose Bruford and Sickup Swimming Pool is basically been redone. Right. Um, and it's going to be Leisure Centre with flats above it. Okay. Oh, and right. they've sold some of the flats above but hadn't told any of the people that have bought them that they were going to be opening a 24-hour gym below them oops yeah so that is the delay because now the homeowners are Up taking arms. the developers to court about it and they've complained to the council well they will be taken to court they've complained to the council so that's not going to be resolved anytime soon no so i was like you know what just just rejoin <laughs> Go yeah <somewhere> <laughs> Yeah, because in gonna... my head it was, it was constantly like a, like a month away from opening for about yeah. the last year and a half. Oh my god! So yeah, yeah, that's going to be a problematical round, isn't it? Very much so. Um, yeah, and I finished making my mannequin that I was selling. Oh, well done! Yes, I haven't got a. I was going to say a stick. I haven't got a stand for it yet because I haven't found one. But the sewing and the stuffing is done. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll have to send me a picture. Um, oh, I, I forgot. I forgot something. Something else that I did. Yeah, <laughs> I went. This is another lot. Well, basically, me complaining really. Um, but my husband took me to the Ivy in Tunbridge Wells uh, for afternoon tea. 
on my birthday Very as well. Nice. Um, it, do you know what? It was really nice. I had hmm. in my mind's eye of somewhere to uh, somewhere to go, but this was um, this was really nice. Uh, okay. I would I would recommend. I'll send you a picky. Um, but you know, afternoon tea. It's one of those things yeah. that amazes me that you go halfway through eating and then you realise that you're absolutely stuffed, but you don't know how yeah. you got stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make was sense? It very, was it very cake heavy? Um, it was... Well, not too bad. Well, it depends on whether you um, include scones slash scones, whichever way you want to say yeah. them, um, as cake. I think they're all... Probably not. Quite... I'd say they're savoury. I'd say they're savoury. Yeah, so... I've sent you a picky of the oh. thing. So it was, uh, I think there's a little video Ooh, of, yeah. they've, <laughs> they've, got, they've got a thing about the dry ice. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I guess it was like half and half, but that looks really nice. it was very nice, actually. It was £29 a head, which I thought was really good. Yeah, do you know what? I When I took my niece to the Ivy Asia, their prices for afternoon tea and their lunch stack are actually really reasonable and you get a lot of food. Yeah. Like yeah you it will do. genuinely fill you up. I was stuffed by the, by the time we'd eaten the sandwich. The sandwiches were gorgeous, though. Oh, really? Um, they were really, really nice. Um, have, I've got the menu. I took a photo of the menu because oh, yeah. they take it away. I'm like, oh, oh. Well, I know what I'm eating now. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise they were going to take it away, to be honest. Um, yeah. I just happened to take a photo of the menu. Let me see if I can find it and send it over to you. Um, but some of it was absolutely delicious. Mm. Well, some of it. It was all delicious. Yeah. There we go. The yeah. only thing I find about their afternoon tea at the Ivy Asia was that they don't do a vegetarian one. So if you are vegetarian, the choices are limited. But the lunch stack, mm. they do do a vegetarian option. Oh, okay. Yeah. For, fortunately, it's not something that I have trouble with. Not, not a concern for you. <laughs> no, no. I will stuff my Winter face with that. afternoon tea, savouries. Yeah. The Ivy 1917 Cure Smoked Salmon and Cream Cheese Finger Sandwich, Grilled it... Chicken and Truffle Mayonnaise Brioche Roll, Pickled mm. Cucumber Courgette and Basil Double Decker. None of it sounded like it was from, from... 1917, but it was no. gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Scones with clotted cream, fresh strawberries and strawberry preserves, and then sweet chocolate pot, chocolate milkshake, uh, sticky caramel slice and madeleine with chocolate sauce includes a choice of teas, infusions, or coffees. Very nice. It was very nice. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had a nice, great big glass of. The, <laughs> didn't I'm not a huge champagne drinker, which is why. Yeah. We didn't go for the champagne one, but I did have mm. a lovely big glass of gin, which cost even more than the champagne. <laughs> more than afternoon oh tea together. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you just order it at the bar and then you go and sit down and no one actually tells you how much anything is. <laughs> so uh, you get the bill at the end. Like, do you think it'll be more than the champagne or do you think it'll be less? Oh, I think it was about 13 quid for a glass of yeah. gin and tonic in there. That's that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> I was expecting more, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no. No, it, oh, it was a bargain then, Erica. <laughs> yeah, I should have had two. Much so. Should have had two. Should have had double. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, um, unless you've done anything else, I guess we should move on because you're, you're good at the pleasure of editing. <laughs> yeah, we've already been talking for half hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right, so right, new, new things then. New things. Uh, do you want to so, start? I only have one, which is Couture have done their rebrand. Um, so they have brought out different sizes of their sugar paste. So they used to only sell the two and a half kilogram, like I would mm. say catering packs because they're not really designed to be on a shelf. They're just the plain yeah. blue plastic wrap with a white label slapped on them. They don't look pretty. They're an awkward size for people who aren't doing this professionally. Um, great sugar paste, but it was never really aimed at a a, a yeah, it wasn't commercial audience. audience. Yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't yeah, it was... commercial. Yeah, I was gonna say commercial. I was like, but that's not really true because businesses are commercial, aren't they? So, yeah, I'd say um, non-professional non or like yeah. amateur decorator. Um, so they've now rebranded and have redone their packaging. So they've brought out a one kilogram pack, um, which is black with sort of a fleur de lis type design so the packaging is pretty much all black with a little window to show you the color so you've got your white your ivory your red and your black paste um the one kilogram packs i think are quite expensive compared to the full size um yeah, but the two are. and a half the two and a half do still exist um they are still in the same packaging as the original two and a half kilogram bags but they've also brought out tubs have they Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't we? oh never so, buy anything in a tub. So the one kilogram packets for white, the RRP is $7.99. It's currently on offer for $6.95. Um, ivory is a pound more than that, and so is black and so is red. But there's seven kilogram tubs which retail the RRP is $44.99. Mm. Um, I think because they'd got feedback from people after was it matter that stopped doing their tubs or Someone yeah. else stopped selling sugar paste in tubs. But so they've got feedback from people saying, we really miss the tubs. We keep our sugar paste in tubs. Um, hence, they've brought out a tub version. So the tubs and the one kilograms are the new black design. The two and a half kilogram packs, or you could buy the double two and a half as a five, are still in the old catering packaging, which is fine by me because I don't really think that it needs to be particularly fancy. Um, I, don't, I don't want a tub. But that's just me. Well, I bought the sugar paste in a tub. Oh and I will never. <laughs> How would you ever get that out of a tub? That's exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will never buy a tub of paste again. Um... <laughs> the only time that that would be appropriate would be in like a 35 plus degree heat wave. Yes. <laughs> when it's <laughs> melted completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my uh, one of my students has bought a big tub of Saracino. She's mm. <laughs> Saracino. Well, I did say to her, "Good luck getting that out." She is equally struggling. Um, yeah. You just can't get your fingers down the sides to get anything no. out. And the bag, no. so it goes in a bag, but it's so vacuum packed in there, you can't pull the bag out. So I'd like yeah. to know if you know that is actually you know doable because otherwise you spend so long just with a knife hacking at the bloody stuff is yeah just it, I, I would spend a bit more and i'd buy it in the blocks in the in the five kilo pack the two and a half kilogram box are really easy to use because yep. they're thin slabs you can bend it and break it really easily and yeah. they store really easily i yeah i have no issue with them yeah 
I just I wouldn't do a tub. Uh, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Having had so experience. They've been, yeah, they've been rebranded. I'm assuming because they've been rebranded, they're going to be appearing on shelves and shops because they look shelf ready. That's my I think so. That looks take. like they're that's what they're going to do, doesn't it? Yeah. If there are any shops left. Yes. <laughs> well, hobby craft or something like that, maybe. No. I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it, they, yeah. They've rebranded it. It does look quite a luxurious pace doesn't it now it does it does it looks yeah fancy. it looks that it looks the part i think yeah and it is a nice yeah. paste i'm not you know oh, oh yeah uh, the other thing actually i've noticed that they've now uh it's now labeled as nut free oh okay where it wasn't before so we were saying that they have reformulated it we didn't know what they reformulated yeah, so maybe actually, that's what they've changed yeah because i don't well unless they've now because I presume that they would have manufactured it in the same or very close to somewhere that had marzipan, which is why yeah. it was not nut-free. Yeah. So maybe that explains the price rise in that they've had okay. to move it to somewhere that it would be guaranteed as nut-free. Yeah. Um, and in which case, I mean, I think that's great because there are a few pastes. I think, you know, all paste should be nut free for people with uh, with those allergies yeah yeah because so, it hasn't got nuts as an ingredient has it no like, there's no need for it to be manufactured no, in the same place no no and even if i mean most people probably are not i say most are not allergic to almonds but as soon as it may contain nuts you have to steer a, you, you know even if it's like yeah. a peanut allergy you've still got to steer away but, from it because yeah. it may because yeah. that's what it says so that i think is quite a nice thing now yeah i think so yeah uh, so maybe that is it um what have i got that's new so um i've got i had an email from coal pits um mm. and i think for anybody who um might just want to go and have a look at the website because <laughs> it might be easier because there's quite a lot is the craft company .co.uk, which is a culpit. Um, they have a little section at the top which says new, and you can go and have a look at all their new stuff. But the thing that stood out for me on there currently is that they have a new um, palm free sugar paste. So it's mm. creator cake, and I don't know whether creator cake is part of culpit. Can't find it anywhere that. They've kind of got the culpit colours and stuff underneath, but I don't yeah. know. Um, however, so I, so we were having this discussion also earlier, weren't we, about um, palm mm. oil. And I think that this is something that we could actually chat about at another time. Um, but the need, do we need, and obviously we don't because they've been able to produce uh, paste without uh, palm oil, um, which mm. of course is obviously a problem for deforestation. Um, yeah. That, you know, I'd like to know what it's like and see what it feels like and how it works. Um, and I'd also like them to produce it in white. Yeah. <laughs> why, why is there no white? Yeah, exactly. So, so we've got <laughs> yellow, red, green, black, blue, and pink currently. Unless what they have replaced palm oil with has some sort of a tint to it. Therefore, mm. they can't get the paste to look completely white. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they could create ivory then. Yeah. <laughs> so it's currently yeah. it's currently in at one pound sixty nine a pack, and they're two fifty gram packs. Um. So they also have. 
Come on, let's shuffle over here. Hear my extensive paper rustling here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to quickly run through um, a couple of these and I'll leave people to go and have a look at the rest because there are a lot. Um, okay. There's a Colour Splash Luxie Sparkle Dust. I don't know when they launched these, whether these are recent or not. I don't remember seeing them, but whether that's because they've relaunched their packaging or because they've got Luxie, they've gone, they've also gone black. And mm. um, I mean, I quite like the look of the pots. They're three gram uh, pots of dust and they're bronze, gold and silver. Um, not that you can really tell how sparkly they are, which is quite difficult um to tell the the tub is mostly label (laughs) it it is yes there's a very tiny tiny section at the top which looks quite shimmery but you know hey Mm. (laughs) um so they're from 265 trouble is there's so much of this stuff that's already out there yeah um so again they've got um gold and silver pens in the same range um mm. but they had so this one was i thought was quite interesting they've got uh, color splash additions cocoa butter so they colored pre-colored cocoa butter they're in 30 gram oh. tubs they're from three pound 12p and i think that they go up to 358 i think it was um okay. but they've got gold and they've got silver so they've got um, blue, red, gold, silver, black, violet, and yellow. Okay, that's quite cool. Yeah. Uh, so if you like painting, in, yeah, that'd uh, be a very handy way to do it and get a consistent colour, wouldn't it? It would be. Yes. So I would. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. Although I don't think that the image that they've got at the bottom of the gold one is particularly. Um, fetching it no i <laughs> <laughs> think they could have done something better with that yeah um and then what else have i got is there anything else that really took my no there wasn't really um there's so much of it so i think if you go mm. onto the craft company have a scroll down if you want to have a look see what new stuff there is out yeah um, it's mostly colors and sprinkles it, it is and that's kind of what they're quite good at i think yeah um, coming up with good uh, good range of colours and stuff, and they're good yeah. and they're good colours to work with as well. Mm. So yeah, I quite like Colour Splash. Um, okay. And then the only other thing, the only other news really, is the sad news of um, Windsor Cake Craft uh, going into liquidation on the thirty first of January. Yeah, um, which was quite sad, really. Um, it is on Facebook if you want to have a look. Um, we're absolutely heartbroken that we were unable to ride the storm of the current climate and have put everything we possibly could into the business to try and protect it. Unfortunately, it does seem to be a sad sign of the times with small businesses struggling to make ends meet with constant rises in costs from suppliers and overheads just being too much to cover with such small margins. Any business owner will know that struggling with your business is financially, mentally and emotionally draining. And we really have been through a rough time, which has ultimately led us to closing the doors. So I think that's really sad. Um, Yeah. It's it's been going 14 years. They have been noticeably quiet over maybe the last four years. Because I Mm. think when you you think of Cake International, Windsor Cake Craft used to have an enormous stand. Like it would be the same size as the cake stuff one wouldn't it It'd be yeah huge 
And then I would say for the last few years, they just haven't been there at all. No, no. It's, do you know what? I've noticed a lot of um, big businesses like that that haven't been at those places. Yeah. Um, and you just wonder what, because I'm sure that it costs an absolute fortune to have a stall. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I feel they used to kind of use it as like a warehouse clearance, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they've they've got a few um, posts or back posts on mm. Facebook. But obviously, I mean, it's just not enough, is it? No. What a shame. It is a shame. It's a shame that the margins are getting smaller and smaller. You know, the places where you can go to have choice are getting yeah. smaller and smaller. Um, and those bigger companies are all owned by the same company. Mm. So yeah. actually choice is disappearing. Um, yes. It's a bit sad. Anyway, on that happy note. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to an equally happy note, injury. <laughs> injury and illness. <laughs> actually, I, I know I know we were, yes, we we're chuckling away. Uh, but have you ever injured yourself doing cakes? Uh, I have injured my wrists before. Have you? Yeah, so I know. Oh, I meant to go and check this. Hang on. Can I just run downstairs one second? You feel free. Hang on. I shall chat away to myself and uh, you can merrily edit it or listen to me wittering, which could be quite interesting for you, Erica. Um, Let's see now. Yep, it's raining outside. The lights are on because it's so dull in here. And... um, Maybe you could just pop this in the middle of the podcast just to kind of, you know, keep people happy. Um, Sam I'm talking back. to herself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just okay. adding, I'm just uh, been adding some extras for you to edit out while I'm. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Notice you ran as quickly as possible. So I didn't. <laughs> I too much. Didn't get yeah. paid too much. Yeah. Uh, so. I have injured my wrists before yeah, and I've done it needing sugar paste. And the reason why I've injured them is because I worked up to too high for me. Okay. So um, my partner fitted them. He's over a foot taller than me. He fitted them to be his height. <laughs> so, That's a bit rude. Well, I just, uh, story of my life, Sam. Um, <laughs> he does more cooking than I do. So fair enough. Um so what it means is that when I'm kneading, I can't get my weight over it. Yeah. I'm kind of kneading forwards. Yeah. And I just got like a bit of an RSI type wrist injury. You know when it's like oh, too no. punchy. Yes. Um, but what I ran down says to check was how tall the worktops are on me. They can't my belly button. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I can't I can't lean over them because they're so high above my hips. Ooh. So I have to stand on tiptoes if I want to lean forwards. Really? Other than like bending from like the upper back. I feel yeah. like I've got to walk over to my um, work surface now and fight for yeah, where. One moment, I'm going to see where my belly button comes okay. up to my work surface. Okay. Okay. In a very technical manner, I reckon my belly yeah. button is about an inch above. <laughs> okay. okay. About an inch so above my work surface. You've got a bit more leaning. And the other thing it means is that when I'm using a mixer, 
I kind of have like one shoulder really well I try not to have one shoulder really high up but basically I need to lift my elbow above shoulder height to be able to hold the mixer <laughs> so I've just got this really bizarre lift... kind of image of you now <laughs> yeah <laughs> with your, almost like with your head down below your arms just up high <laughs> <laughs> like some child at a high chair <laughs> we'll get there in a minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah basically i think that's part of why my wrists have been injured because i can't get my weight on top of it properly yes i'm surprised she's so, not injured anything else to be fair <laughs> no i mean to be honest like i'm always quite active and my wrists are quite strong so i think that probably helps because you've been punching um, him <laughs> yeah. you put the words on his tongue the stuff like the stuff that I do works the other way. So a lot of the kneading is going to be compression sort of in a yeah. flexion motion. Yeah. And a lot like breaking and stuff is sort of stability in an extended position. So a lot of that I think helps because it's using the other set of muscles. Yeah. So I think that's probably helped me and my shoulders and upper body in general is quite strong in all directions. So I think that helps. Yeah. I see. What you. about you? Well, what injuries have you had? It's <laughs> a like really dangerous occupation. <laughs> have you? I've probably burnt myself at some point, but not a lot. Oh, yeah. That I think that just goes without saying, doesn't it? Sometimes you, uh, <laughs> you know, what well, that's um, taking things out of the oven with a with a wet or dampish tea towel. That's just a big no, uh, because yeah. the heat just goes straight through. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes I get a click in my shoulder, but again, that's probably from kneading. Okay. And do you try and mix it up between both hands or do you always use the same one? I always use the same one. I've I've literally, my, my right, my right arm and my right shoulder must be, it's just so muscular. Whereas my (laughs) left is just so weak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's just withered and thin. (laughs) (laughs) um but i i do equally think kind of um you know i never need big pieces of icing no i always do small pieces and if i can or if i need to put it in the microwave for 10 seconds or something just to help it get going Mm. um but uh yeah i I mean i've been needing icing for so long i think my arm you get a you know it's an automatic reaction you know you automatically work but i do get some clicks in my shoulder um and the other thing is you know what i think that ice my eyesight is also something that because when you're working with something close up mm. and you're kind of squinting and i've now got because I'm, I'm an old person now i've got very focals um, yeah. and it is just trying to get the right vision to see yeah what you're trying to do and i think I part that's... of that as well is like working in good light isn't it because yeah more i'm not gonna say the better you're lit i'm gonna say the more appropriate your lighting because you can have lighting that's too bright and then it's glaring and it's all white and you can't see what you're doing yeah and then just get headaches um yeah you get headaches but also you find yourself getting closer and closer and closer and closer yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i know i've got very bad lighting light. yeah yeah and very bad natural light as well because oh, yeah, only my, got light, light my natural light's terrible yeah in the yeah yeah so um i do really need some kind of daylight bulb i think or something mm. that would really massively help 
Um, yeah. And maybe it's something that is movable because I transfer from working. If I don't have to stand up and work at the counter, then yeah. I will sit down at the dining room table. Okay. And obviously work and make roses and stuff because I don't need to stand up at the counter to make roses. I can sit down. Yeah. I can sit down. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> you are allowed. <laughs> I am allowed. I allow myself to sit down. Yeah. Um, but as we were saying, um, like also standing for a long, long time, I, um, the arches of my feet, um, I've had I've had that plantar fasciitis before, um, oh, but yeah. not through working. That was okay. when I decided I was going to do my couch to 5K back in the day. Yeah. Um, but standing on your feet, the pressure that you're putting on your feet, and I know we were talking about um, those mats that you just mentioned, yeah. which I'm yeah, so investing in one. One of the things you can do to like stop what the problems that we've had is first of all consider like your worktop height is it appropriate and that includes sitting at a table are you sitting at a comfortable height like it's yeah. a sort of a display screen set up like can you have your arms at a right angle can you sit up straight and still reach the table can you stand close enough to reach what you need to reach that sort of thing yeah um if you're at the wrong height are you wearing shoes? What shoes are you wearing? Are the slippers that you're plodding around in giving your feet adequate support to be standing up in for X amount of hours? Or mm. are you better off being barefoot? Um, I'll tell you what, you Crocs also... are really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're quite you good. You can also get anti fatigue mats. Mm. So these are mats that go on your floor. And the point of them is to. Uh, minimizes anti-fatigue max are ergonomic floor coverings that minimize fatigue from prolonged standing on hard surfaces and are typically made from rubber um they apparently according to google <laughs> it has been proven who knows who by that the sloped and softer surface provided by an anti-fatigue mat can be especially effective in reducing lower back pain so i don't mm. think this means that they're going to fix all your problems i think it probably means that it's going to be make it a but bit just... longer before you start to experience them so whereas you might start to get yeah. your feet aching an hour and a half in it might push it to two hours or two and a half or something or mm. i mean i think it just probably pushes that problem a little bit further down the road so it gives you a little bit longer yeah um but they're not expensive so they look like rubber mats with little some of them are solid some of them have little holes in and they seem to start from about six or seven pounds um and you can get pretty big ones that will cover a lot of the pictures are basically showing factories and people standing up machines in factories. Yeah. Um, so you can get ones that look like the size of a doormat or you can get ones that look more like they would cover the size of like two cupboards. So you could, you know, walk up and down a bit and not have to move your mat with you. So that might be something worth considering if you do struggle with lower back pain or mm. if you're like you say, your feet start to ache. Yeah, I might. it might be something that I consider investing in actually. Because yeah. if you're there all like, the time. Yeah, and it's not something expensive. It's not something that has to be left out. You can put it away once you're done with your day. Yeah. If you can be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if you want the family tripping over it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you might hope that they I've put you an anti-fatigue mat down. You can cook the dinner, darling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, rest. Rest, you. <laughs> What do you need a break for? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that is the other thing. I think we tend to just work through. We don't take breaks. And that no, contributes you're right. to, to aches and pains and injuries. Yeah. I yes. think setting an alarm 
And then even if you snooze it, you can only snooze it once. You need to go and take a break at that point. And that's either sitting down or that's, you know, having something to eat or yeah. go and do something else for 10 minutes because we don't. We stay in the same position for hours on end. And, of course, that's going to make you ache. That is very true. I do have to force myself. And especially, like, having lunch it's yeah. very easy to forget to have lunch and just carry on working all the way through. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, forcing yourself to have something to eat um, and yeah. stopping and moving away from what you're changing the distance your eyes are looking at. Yeah. So you're refocusing on something else, not just uh, concentrating on what you're doing. Cause obviously, you know, the more you do that, the more mistakes you're likely to make anyway. Yeah absolutely so you just need you need that break and i've i've been there so many times when i think oh, it takes so long to sort something to eat i can't i haven't got mm. the time i haven't got the time to sit down but actually yeah. if you sit down you become more productive after you've sat and you've eaten yeah even if yeah. you only sit for 15 minutes it's 15 minute break away yeah and then go back um yeah what, what else have uh trying to think if there's any other injuries <laughs> I've succumbed to. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any. I know a lot of people end up suffering from arthritis, don't they? A mm. lot of cake decorators end up with arthritis. I um, could see how that, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if I did. Yeah. You know, you can, you can feel the, the, you can feel the creaking, you know, you can feel oh, the really? wear and tear on your hands. I think much more than anywhere else. Um, so creaking normally is to do with the lack of synovial fluid in your joints right um so all your all your joints have synovial fluid in them and it should be moving around and clicks is when you get like a pocket of air so oh, the air should be yes. evenly distributed and clicks is when it all kind of bunches together and then when it redistributes itself that's the clicking sound that you get yeah i don't and get i don't feels, get that that's not something that yeah. I, that I the suffer. That's the thing that, where it's not really as viscous as it should be and yeah. not really helping the joint in the way it should be. I think that's the, my kids just enjoy doing that, clicking all the air bubbles yeah. out of their fingers, yeah. which I hate. Yeah. Um, but also if you do get lots of clicks, clicks are not bad. It's yeah. only bad if there's pain with a click. So if it hurts when it clicks, that's when it's a problem. If it just clicks and there's no pain, that's fine. Yeah. It's just really horrible sounds, isn't it? Oh, I think anyway. I hate the sound. <laughs> I hate the sound of my king. I hate it. <laughs> I click a lot, so it's, do you? it's, uh, it's normal yeah, for me. Yeah, my kids click a lot. I do not. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you you are silent. Yeah, I am largely silent until my shoulder clicks. Um, I tell you what, the one thing actually, the thing that I suffer with the most out of anything, and mm. and that's my, the dryness of my hands. Okay. Um, and that is just purely the constant washing and then I get cracks and stuff. And I've tried wearing gloves. Yeah. I've tried doing all of those things. Um, I don't think gloves helps. I think you need no. a good emollient. You need a good cream. So like a Vaseline type. Cream. I have lots of creams um, and they do help. They do help. Mm. Um, I've got a different, I've got a different hand soap to everybody else. <laughs> I've got, okay. I've got yeah. one that doesn't, that doesn't dry um yeah and yeah and i wear rub i wear um gloves when i do the washing up and stuff and trying as much okay. as possible to keep my hands um out of the water yeah. i know i have to wash them regularly but additional water to that um yeah is that i think that is my main complaint 
Okay, I think I think the best hand cream that I found was the was it the Norwegian Formula One that used to have like the fishermen, the North Sea oh, fishermen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Um the Neutrogena hand cream and it's it's a bit Vaseline in its texture and you need the tiniest amount and it's super, super moisturizing. Yeah, see that yeah, I I wasn't great with that. I didn't do what I wanted it to do on my hand. Oh really? Um but we did find a really, really nice one. I can't remember the name of it when I was at Winchester. Like it was one of those mm. ones that um like in their Christmas market. You know, it's one oh, of yeah. those kind of like artisan ones and it was very be lanolin in it. No, I don't think so. No. No. Okay. A lot of people are allergic to that, aren't they? Yeah. If you're not allergic to it, it's meant to be good for chap skin. Um, oh, <laughs> if you are allergic to it, terrible for it. <laughs> yeah, it, I am allergic to it. Okay. Um, so I just I just tend to try like lots of different ones. I've got some really, really nice ones. Um, and I yeah. always keep I've got one in my bag, I've got one by my bed, and I've got one in okay. the living room. And so in the yeah. evenings I will moisturize my hands regularly. Um yeah. of course you can't do that between working on icing you know can't go away no. and wash your hands and then oh let's rub a bit of hand cream in oh let's go and yeah. do that icing <laughs> so see i don't get this i know i don't, obviously don't do this as much as you but i don't get the same hand dryness as you and i think that's because my hands are already very dry so where they get dry it's like on the back around the nails yeah that's where i notice it but my palms and that do not get dry oh, really they never they're never moisturized in the first place. I, I don't know how to describe it. My hands are very tough. They don't get <laughs> your hands just zap all of the goodness out of the icing are, anyway. They do. They do. And that's why they are moisturized. <laughs> that's why I like um I like kneading Saracino because it's got cocoa butter in it. I think this is moisturizing uh, my hands really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing all sorts of things for you yeah yeah not only am i making a model i'm actually moisturizing my hands too yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean that's maybe that's an alternative just keep moisturize just keep kneading icing and um you know get the moisture that way I from mean, the cocoa butter you can so you can moisturize your hands with treks before you start working can't you you can yes i try to do that to stop the moisture like leaching out of the paste <laughs> But if you've, like, once you've washed your hands, if they're feeling dry, you could moisturise them with Trex and then start working. Yes, yes. And, I mean, that is something that I do sometimes anyway. If um, if it's quite yeah. dry, if the area is quite dry and the paste yeah. is feeling a bit dry, then I will I will do that and need that. Whilst you're, you know, you're kneading it into the paste, then, you know, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah. I, I just a... hate to add that I would not use Trex if I was not working with food straight after. <laughs> <laughs> It's not your go-to moisturizer. Not, not my hand cream of choice. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> oh, it's cheap. <laughs> Put it on your face afterwards. See how well it works. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've um. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, that's that is probably my only um my only um problem problematic areas okay. of my health that i have also had um like cramp in my hand from piping but that's only been because oh. i've mixed up the icing too thick for the nozzle or too too stiff for the nozzle that i'm using right uh, but you know when you're, you're piping a lot you can get like a really achy hand and it kind yes. of gets stuck in like a bit of a claw position yeah so <laughs> what you can do for that 
is when you start to feel yourself not a hammer a life <laughs> no maybe even before you started so you either need a, a pair of old pair of tights or um a sock works or a potentially like a pair of leggings something stretchy so you put your hand inside the tights you hold it tight around your hand in a fist yeah you make a fist put your hand in the tights hold the tights around the fist shape of your hand and then you open your hands out and then back to the fist again so you're kind of fighting the resistance to stretch your hand open oh do that a few times (laughs) what you was gonna say for a minute (laughs) (laughs) so where where has you been using all the muscles to squeeze into a fist you're now using the muscles on the opposite side to open your hand out oh right okay and it kind of reminds them to work so then that will mean that the others will relax a bit because your muscles work in pairs right yeah you've got agonist and antagonist muscle so one muscle does the contracting and the other one relaxes to get movement and then when you move your whatever back so let's say you make a fist this is more than one muscle but you do realize i'm seeing it while you're talking i'm making a fist with my hand and unclenching and clenching Yeah, so the muscles on the inside are contracting and the muscles on the outside are relaxing. And then to open it up, the opposite happens. The muscles on the back contract and the muscles on the inside relax. So if the ones that have made have been piping, you're making a fist, right? So all that's happening is the ones on the inside are working, 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 and the ones on the outside are doing absolutely nothing. So you need to like remind the ones on the outside to work and then the ones on the inside of your palm will relax because the others are doing all the work. I see. Okay. My hands are opening and closing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like a, a sock or a sock's quite tough, but it, it does work. Yeah. Um, if you've got any of like the TheraBand things, they can work. But I would say like a pair of tights is pretty good, a pair of leggings, something stretchy that you can still move in that you want some resistance with. Just note to self and bring that down to the kitchen before you start work. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be you walking that- around with a piping bag yeah. attached to your hand. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Do that on your break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But just little things like that, do you know what I mean? Even if you don't feel the ache, even if you just do a couple of them, then that's probably helping your hand not be quite so tense. Yeah. And relieve the pain that does event or relieve the tension that does eventually build up to be pain. That's a good idea. Hmm. I shall uh, I shall do that. Give it a try. I will. Um the other thing I've put down is consider doing a warm up. I know this sounds ridiculous, but if your job is physical, then you need to consider doing a warm up. Because if you're a child, you can get away with it and jump straight into doing anything. If you're a grown adult with a physical job, at some point, that's going to start taking its toll. And no athlete is going to start jumping into performing without having done a warm up. So, okay. So what warm up would you you recommend then before needing icing? Because that is actually quite a strenuous thing to do. Yeah. So I would say for me, I would want our wrists. Um, I have a really great warm up for wrists actually. I feel like I, oh, I think you've shown me this before. Cool. I think have you've I? Sh- I think you've shown me this before. I'm making my wrists go around in circles currently. Uh it does involve some of that. Yeah, you've shown you've shown me, you've sent me the video before of um of you we must have talked about this before somewhere. Was it the spaghetti and meatballs one? Yes. It was. Ah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I might just have to put a video of this on my on our Instagram, to be honest. But it's a really great wrist, wrist warm up tongue, tongue twister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> potentially like some little 
wrist uh, ankle circles because like you know, you're going to be stood in the same position all day long so you want to have your ankles all nice and okay ready to support you okay but the thing about the thing about injuries is like when you get an injury if you continue working through it then it's the rest of worse. Your, well not only is it going to get worse it's going to spread so your body's going to adapt to make up for the lack of movement in a certain position Yes. And then let's say I've injured my wrist and I'm not moving it how I would normally move it. Then my forearm starts adapting how, what position it's in to kind of compensate. And then my shoulder starts adapting to compensate for the new position for my forearms in. Yeah. And then before you know it, you've got like shoulder problems or you've It's got like wearing a bag, isn't it? Over one shoulder. Yeah. 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 So just because you're feeling pain in one place doesn't necessarily mean that that's where the issue is. It might be mm. something that's like further up or downstream that's caused the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, yeah, maybe just some yeah complimentary exercises. So consider consider having some sort of a warm up and consider having some sort of like conditioning exercises to to strengthen you to be in the position that you're going to be in for ages because like if you're standing in the same position for ages it's tiring it doesn't matter what that position is whether it's yes. sitting whether it's standing if I said to you go and hold a wall squat for four hours you'd be like sorry what <laughs> <laughs> and and cover a cake <laughs> yeah and cover a cake at the same time but that's basically what you're doing you're holding your your muscles in a static position for hours on end yeah of course they're going to get tired so you can't expect to do that and have no, mm. like, no feeling in your body afterwards because of that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of about strengthening the muscles that you're working and making them relax after they've been worked for a long time. And yeah. the way you can make them relax is by working the opposite muscles. So if you're leaning forwards all day, then, like, lying down and do some, like, back extension things, you know, where you lift yes. your upper back off the floor so reminding the muscles that have been stretched and relaxed all day to work again can yeah I've been help. known to do that being hunched over yeah. that yeah that's not good yeah and like taking breaks will obviously lessen the impacts because it's like you know giving them everything a chance to like recover and reset isn't it that's what we need isn't it a group of exercises you know you've got you know if you see all the adverts with pilates and um, mm. <laughs> yoga and stuff Pilates is really good for back pain. Mm. Really good for back pain. I am doing my Pilates instructor training at the moment. I need. Are to... you? I am. Yeah. Oh, can you create? Could you create a um a cake maker's Pilates workout? <laughs> I a little complimentary thing of a couple of exercises. I probably yeah. could, you know. I reckon. I yeah. reckon that would be good. Yeah. yeah. You could have a. You could just start. I'll be right. Start up your own business doing a Pilates um. <laughs> Likes for cake makers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's a niche and a half, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> One evening a week. <laughs> yeah, on Zoom. Yeah. But we only do it at like two in the morning because that's the time everyone's finished working. <laughs> that's very niche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm going to ask you, when do you finish doing that? Um, so I finished my assignments. I need to do, there's a two assessments I need to do. So one's a video assessment that I need to do. So I need to film a class and send it in. 
with at least three students in it and I need to do some programming so this is to get three people to fill in forms about them and pretend they're clients and then we create a program for them and how we record it oh okay oh wow and how are you doing this what are you doing this through Uh, I'm doing it online oh so it's just something that you can google what uh, I want to become a Pilates instructor yeah but it has to be reps registered so it has to be registered with like the exercise professionals whatever you call it (laughs) exercise professionals um yeah yeah oh i'll I'll find out more sounds quite good okay not that i intend on bloody doing it obviously (laughs) (laughs) i'm interested i'm interested in the process and what you're doing okay okay Hmm. sounds good yeah it was it was it's all been online learning oh oh okay yeah very good uh so at the end of all our cake making sessions then we will resort to pilates and the spaghetti bowl <laughs> movement spaghetti and meatballs yeah, yeah. and and when you when we're talking about looking after your health i mm. think we should include mental health into that as well and oh, you are because you're on your own working in the kitchen and you question constantly Yes. whether you're doing what you're doing is right whether it's good enough um and whether you know well you you're always kind of you know should i be doing this am i right am i and you don't yeah. and you don't see people from one day to the next if you're not careful no. No. so i think in all of that you really need to schedule in some time to see people ideally another cake maker because yeah. everyone's got the same bloody problems. We yeah. just all like to sit and wallow in them in our own, um, own <laughs> kitty in, in the kitchen. Yeah. And it's yeah. really not because if you find out, if you find other local cake makers, you'll actually find out that actually everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone thinks oh, yeah. the same. Everyone yeah. questions what they're doing, whether it's good enough, whether the customer is going to be happy with what you do. yes they are (laughs) (laughs) they've seen your work they like what you do they're going to be happy um yeah i don't think you can underestimate how much you need interaction with people and that interaction can be really small like it can be i'm going to go to the shop and i'm going to say hi how are you to the cashier yeah that's no that's still interaction yeah it's the spending your whole day in silence without seeing another person that is quite lonely and not a great way to I obviously got interaction uh, very wrong when I decided that I was going to do some invigilation because I didn't realise I was going to go. I've seen people, but I can't talk to them. (laughs) Sit in silence with people for a few hours and then leave. (laughs) That backfired. Very much so. (laughs) But I do do see, I mean, that's why I love teaching because I love to get out Monday nights um, apart from the fact that they are so much fun, um, that you know, I have a great gr- group of students who come out and obviously very forgiving because they keep coming back. Um, yeah. And uh, but we have so much fun, you know. They're such yeah. a laugh, and it's so lovely because again, like them, like me, you work at you. Well, a lot of them don't work at home; they work, but um, some of them do. Hmm. And and it's just so nice to come out, see people, um, and just yeah, have that bit of respite away from that loneliness that you can yeah. get in a house. Absolutely. Um, yeah, 
just find people locally. There'll be hundreds of yeah. them. You just might not yeah. know them. Um, and just, yeah, say, do you fancy a coffee? Most people yeah. will say yes. Message me. I'm yeah. always up for coffee, which is why I probably never get, <laughs> why I never get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing you can do, so if you're struggling with sleep, if you're working oh. indoors all the time, and you're struggling to sleep, one thing you can do is when you have your break for breakfast or when you have your breakfast, go outside and like be actually outside for five minutes, 20 minutes, like five minutes in the summer, 20 minutes when it's gray and cloudy. Yeah. And then your body needs sunlight and it's not the same through a window. You need to actually be outdoors. And then that kind of like, it does something to your, um, like your hormone levels, basically, and it makes your body rec- like your your circadian rhythm makes your body recognise that it's daytime. Yeah, and then it responds more to evening. Therefore, you can sleep. Better. Do you know what I think? That, that is that has helped massively since we've had our dog. Because oh, yeah. I do walk first thing in the morning, and yeah. then invariably end up doing a walk later um, mm. as well, and just getting getting out and getting away that's another thing that's another thing have a dog have a dog because actually (laughs) they but my social my social circle has increased massively because obviously i see dog walkers and we see them uh, Mm. i see them regularly um so they become more friends now and we go out so not only are you getting out for air and you're walking you're away from work and you're talking to people, nothing to do with cake either, which is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, is, that has really helped. Um, it's when you've got things that are playing on your mind, I think, is when it becomes mm. hard. Or um, I had a whole list of stuff. In my head, it was loads of stuff. Um, in reality, it wasn't. Yeah. And I think what I should have done... As I, when I was awake, I mean, I was awake most of the night thinking about, oh, what order am I going to do this stuff in and what priorities and blah, blah, I should have just written it down yeah. and gone back to sleep. But oh, I yeah. didn't. And it was milling around my mind for probably from about 2.30 in the morning. And I couldn't shift it. Um, so then you have a groggy day the following day. Mm. Yeah, it just um, really throws you off, doesn't it? it yeah. It froze me off for days. Yeah. <laughs> trying, trying to catch up with sleep. It's really hard. But yeah. yeah, I think I think that's quite important to try and empty your mind before mm. you go to bed. Maybe plan the following day the night before. Yeah, so when you don't have to think about it, you're like, right, that's done. I can yeah. forget about it. Yeah, and you know what you're waking up to, you know what you've got to do, and you just get on and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Good plan. You can plan in your breaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, so uh, short of um, wanting you to have like a two-hour podcast to edit, do you think we should do, <laughs> yeah. do, you think we should do, do our one watch? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on, who's yours? So my one to watch is Mend Your Head on instagram all one word mend m-e-n-d your y-o-u-r head h-e-a-d and this is a company called vinegar and brown paper and they do glass etching um i think on some of its secondhand stuff some of its new stuff um at the very top is like a valentine's day load of stuff so i'd actually just scroll past the very first few lines of posts 
and see the gist of what they do so this etching is all words that are etched and it's in various objects and it's all quite funny got a candle with don't let yourself burn out on it we've got got a little jar of glitter jar of glitter saying in a sparkle a little mulled wine glass um like mug with stop mulling it over and start enjoying (laughs) (laughs) a bulldog clip with hold it together on it so they're all quite (laughs) they're all a bit tongue-in-cheek um (laughs) Oh, coke bottle, a glass coke like... bottle with holidays are coming. <laughs> <laughs> He's got medicine bottles, laughter, best medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're really funny. Oh, he's got a metronome in a case and it ticks. It's kind of, one side says self-doubt and the other side says self-belief. Yeah. <laughs> it just ticks between the two. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> they're really fun. Oh, I like to see that. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, they're really fun and I think kind of a bit inspiring and something a bit different. It is. I just I just enjoy looking at them because it always makes me smile when I see the little things that have been etched on various things. <laughs> I love the little jars, actually. Yeah, the jars are really fun. They are. Um, quite oldie kind of... Oh, I, I, I suppose it is. It jars, is, yeah. Yeah, I really like what he's done yeah and they're not all the same jars they're all different ones so I think these are all like secondhand things but they are what you might have expected to see in a chemist in like the turn of the century like the 1800s or something yeah yeah it's very it's fun it's fun I like what he's done with it it's fun it's very creative it's like it's craft but it's very like intelligent craft because you've got Mm. to to think of all these little puns to (laughs) on them and it's also done very beautifully like it's attractive to look at as if you didn't read it it'd still look nice yeah i've just gone onto his website actually <clears throat> okay oh i just wondered where he's from is he quite um he's in england but i'm not sure whereabouts in uh, england um his name's andy he's got I'm a podcast sure. has he yeah listen to a podcast i don't know what it's oh. called a minute. Okay. I'm, I'm a bit scared when I do this because invariably it ends up playing, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, Andy Poplar, founder of Vinegar and Brown Paper. It was on his daily commute that Andy's life took a whole new direction, not knowing whether he was on his way in or making his way home. Life had blurred into one <laughs> and a dark cloud loomed over him. So he decided to quit the rat race and follow his passion. Here is a remarkable story. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound very nice for him, but... Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to have it documented so other people can listen. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. It just says Andy Poplar conversation. So I don't know what the um, podcast is called, but I'm guessing if you just put his name in, it will come up. Hmm. Um, Yeah. I love that. I'm following now immediately. they always make me smile every single time they come up in my my feed. So that is mend your head. Yeah. Who have you got, Sam? Uh, so I have got, oh God, I've got to turn my piece of paper over again now. <laughs> I've got dire underscore micro art, um, which is spelt D-A-Y-A, as Erica tells me that the A's are eyes. Oh, that, should it be dire? A's are R's. A's are eyes. A's are R. A's are R. 
Dyer. Yeah. Micro yeah. art. Um, so this is a guy, I presume his name is Dyer, um, from Sri Lanka. And he carves the most incredible um, things into pencil lead and pencils. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's so tiny and the detail is so incredible. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how this guy came up in my feed, but it's if you scroll down, you will find... Well, there's a set of three gorgeous pencils which have got um, mm. like a tulip. Uh, it's carved up and then there's a tulip on the top or he uses a lot of kind of graphite um, pencils and carves buildings into yeah, the leads. Like sculptures as well, isn't there? Like what you'd imagine some you might find a sculpture of someone in the street and it's in, done in the lead of a pencil. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, in fact, actually, when when you actually look at them close up, um, you actually think that it's not pencil lead at all. How on earth has he got the tiny, tiny detail? Mm. Um, there's a 1996 Cricket World Cup winner's trophy on my pencil tip. <laughs> I made this two years ago and still on my collection safely. Wow. wow. Um, These are amazing. There's one, so there's a picture of a woman that he's, like a figure of a woman. It says diameter 0.3 centimetres, height 1.5 centimetres, craft knife magnifier, not, craft knife magnifier, I can't speak. <laughs> Magnifying? <knife>, magnifier <laughs> microscope. So he's done it all with a craft knife and a magnifying it's, glass and a microscope. Yeah. Well, go, going down, I've just found one. I love it, actually. It's a woodpecker. So he's taken out a chunk of the pencil yeah. to obviously reveal the lead and the lead has become the woodpecker. So it looks like the woodpecker oh, has just oh, gone yeah, straight into cute. the pencil. That's <laughs> brilliant. That's very cute. And as you scroll across, you can see he's magnified pictures of the woodpecker and just look at that fine detail. You've got the feathers mm. and everything, the beak. It's incredible. Yeah how you have the patience to actually do the, something like this the dexterity to do it and make those fine lines still yeah. individual and not touch yeah do you know what he needs to go out and stretch his eyes every so often <laughs> <laughs> i think so look at something in the distance <laughs> yeah. look smallest portrait of sylvester stallone on a grain of rice yeah i mean really <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does sometimes beg the question as why, but have you, have you seen, you seen the dream now? catchers on pencil tips? Uh, so these dream catchers have chain links. Yes, I've in just them. got to them. Oh my god, they've got chain links in them made out yeah. of pencil lead. <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? Absolutely. It's yeah, I think this. Oh, have you seen the Eiffel Tower? Not Scroll yet. down a bit further from the um, from those uh, dream, catchers. dream catchers. One, two, oh, yeah. three, four. Oh wow! Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so good. It's so this clever. Um, yeah. So if you like things in miniature, <laughs> even if you don't, <laughs> yeah, just marvel at this uh, amazing work. Yeah. Um, because you just have to. I just. Yeah, I don't know how, how he manages it. I, I'm really, really impressed. So 
Dyer, 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 yeah. Art, micro art, micro art. Um, yeah, give them a follow and um, you will equally be impressed. Mm, very much you have so. to be impressed. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you think we've come to the end now? I think so. Are you sure? Should so. we finish yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for um, listening to us. Witter on yet again. It's only been one hour 35. Um, uh, we'll see what Erica manages to reduce it to. <laughs> yeah Uh, you can follow us on instagram at the sugar craft junkies and on tiktok as well we'll be posting pictures of things we've sent each other during the show and also a little wrist warm up (laughs) and we'll be back on the 13th of march with another episode so we will speak to you then bye bye